Welcome to Fish Weekly. Along with Mark, I'm Lyle. And Mark, we got a great guest tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we're liable to learn some stuff and see some giant panfish. You are not kidding. I, I, I know John's <laughs> got some big things to show you people, man. Wait till you yeah, see absolutely this. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to show them right now. No, right now. Gotta we'll make them wait. <laughs> absolutely. I hope that James and Chad was, was done over at the bait shop. I didn't even check to see. I was excited to get this one started, and I know that's that's kind of rude of me, and I'm quite sure that James Dockery will remind me of that. But usually they are, and here we are, and we're rocking and rolling. Mark, have you had a good week? I've had a fantastic week. Uh, I crossed the 1,000 subscriber uh, line today. I'm real happy about that. I'm at about 1,008 subscribers. So I want to thank everybody for all the support and stuff. It's been a, I set the goal to do it within a year. And, and I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm maybe a week or two off from the first half, first horrible video I posted. So uh, (laughs) hopefully they'll get better from here. So thank you. you, Thank you, everybody. Good ones too. Yeah, we're working on it. We're trying to get better with each one. So, I'm, well, congratulations! I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes from from you and and John and 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 everybody else out there in chat, and hopefully, I can uh, uh, make everybody proud. Oh, absolutely! No, there's no question, and and I understand. I could be wrong, but you got to get out and go fishing today. I did. I'm I'm hunting them the ice out crappies. What what happens is I gotta wait for the water warm up. I gotta wait for the wind to be blowing the right direction. But when I do, once I do, you guys will have a video probably two weeks after that because I want nobody to know where it is and what time of the year I'm I'm going after them. I don't do any John. I don't do any bank fishing videos because they're so hard to come by around here. Yeah. So uh, I kind of gotta time them right because people can go to this spot a couple weeks afterwards and they won't find it. Yeah, thing. you might want to wait a little while on releasing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I might, I might do that. So one of the things about it that surprised me, it was just a couple of days ago. You were still complaining about having inches and inches of slow snow on your back deck and all over your yep. yard. It's all gone. I was, I went and checked my spot yesterday, and there was still ice. It had four hundred yards to go before I could fish it. Drove by there today. I had to pull in there, have my poles in my truck, got out and started started scouting it so Heck we'll yeah. see what happens i hey, told my I wife will. every day the next five to two five days to two weeks i'm going to be busy in the mornings don't expect me to be there when you get up well if you if you had the wind that we had the last couple of days fishing would have been the last thing on your mind i had the wind it was blowing the wrong direction that's the problem it was blowing all the bait out to the other side where i couldn't get to it so we've been having 20 and 30 mile an hour winds with gusts of 40 and 50 i mean it's about as bad as it can get it's so bad i can't even work on my boat to get a couple things that i need to do finished up because i'm just not going to do it we finally got a break in the rain so water can start to clear up a little bit so john we was talking before the show. You had posted a little video clip here the other day of some property that you guys got. I am thoroughly impressed with the the what you guys got going out there. That ought to make you and your dad and your family a wonderful place to duck and deer hunt. And uh, oh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's it's awesome. I mean, you know, it's it's just everything happened to work out. Perfect. You know, God's got his hand in everything. I've always said that. So, you know, it, it's it's awesome to have a place for the kids to be able to go and learn how to hunt and learn how to, you know, do stuff the right way and you know, ride four wheelers. And 
it's definitely going to add a lot to the channel as well because we've got a lot of a lot of wildlife coming in so That's there'll be awesome. some awesome videos fantastic well you can work on it with your dad and your yep. kids and he can work on it with the kids and it'll be a family project for a long time to come and you guys will just enjoy it uh, a lot and i'm i'm extremely happy and happy for you and hope everything works out and uh, it'll be a lot of it'll just be fun for everybody yes sir now let's talk fishing good you know Ready. we uh, we talked before when we had you on catfish weekly about you catching some great big shell crackers out there you catch a lot of bluegill what other kind of pan fish do you have in your area um well i mean we you know with shell crackers we have crappy um that's that's mainly what I focus, you know, shell crackers, brim, and crappy. That's that's pretty much it, you know. I think everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody in the chat has, and and everybody cuts their teeth catching brim. I mean, it's yeah, it's something you do. Now, um, when you say brim, it's not just bluegill. It's no, a, no, sunfish, pumpkin yeah. seed, you know, you know, ear greens, yep. all of them. Yeah, yep. So, you just group them into one. Yeah. But shell crackers are not in that group. We, for some reason, I don't group them in that group. I, I don't. Hey, know. I don't think it's just you. When when you see these over here, these mounts that I have over here, you you kind of <laughs> you catch a bluegill this big, and you're you're gonna be yeah. yeah. You catch a different animal pound, and that's a stud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it really is. That's a big bluegill. Uh, I've never caught a one-pound bluegill. I've got close a couple of times. I mean, I've been within an ounce or so, but it's, it's that's just not one pound. We don't even up here in the north. We don't even pull a scale out. If you got an eleven-inch bluegill, that's a big bluegill because it the winters are so hard on them. So, uh, I went, when I hear about the size that you guys are catching over there, I'm, I'm shaking my head and not in disbelief, but it's in amazement. I should say that's what it is. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you look, you look back. We started really filming, like with our catfish videos, filming the process of catching brim. And, and, you know, we did that in several videos this past year. And we had so many people hit us up in the comments. Man, I, I love watching y'all catch brim. You know, catfish are fun. But it's just, I think it just takes a lot of people back to their, their childhood days. Growing up and fishing with daddy or mama or the family. And, you know, grandpa taking them down with a can of worms and some crickets. And just, a can, you know, a cane pole. So, you know, brim fishing, brim fishing for me it just takes me back to my childhood. You know, that's that's what we did growing up because my dad and my uncle would catfish and me and my cousin would catch the brim. So, you know, it's a way that we were included with everything. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, you know, kids these days, they have their iPads and their phones and stuff. Yeah. My parents used to do that to me, but with a Zepco 33, they'd be like, here, go take this, go occupy yourself for a while. And I was glad they did, so. You know yeah. what? It's just a different toy for the times we was raised. Yes, right. sir. It's just a different toy. We had rods and reels and and metal Tonka trucks to play in the dirt with. And these kids now they they have um, they have iPads and computers and phones and stuff like that. But nobody ever dreamed when in the in the nineteen sixties and seventies when I grew up 
that there'd ever be a phone that you could hold in your hand and talk to somebody. That that just you never thought about stuff like that. But it, it was like on 007 movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey Lyle, real quick, Texas Tiger in, in chat said cane pole therapy is real. I couldn't think of a better line for tonight. That's exactly oh. right. 100% correct. I, I would so, like to say while I'm looking in chat right now that I see P City Smitty in there, and, man, did he have a day of fishing today. I don't know how many he caught. The last I knew it was above 30, and I had to do some other stuff. But anytime wow. you can put that many catfish in a boat mm. by yourself. That's getting them there, buddy. If, he didn't know if his if – his, uh, camera was working because some of the time it wasn't but he always had audio and we was listening and he was still catching fish and then it started working again it was an amazing day and quite an accomplishment so congratulations congrats p-city that's uh, awesome p-city awesome i'm gonna have to go back and watch the replay i got stuck working most of the day so i apologize yeah, it was, for missing it that was really a great day i know it doesn't have anything to do with pan fishing I, well i'm surprised oh, he's awesome. awake <laughs> if i have a day of fishing like that man i'm going to bed when i get home usually wears me out pretty good mike Irwin says 40 cats at 400 and or 590 pounds that's now that's crazy. worth mentioning in any show Amen. <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh man, that's a great day. So, uh, John, let's 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 take a step back. Where are you from, and where do you fish? We don't need spots or anything, but let the people. I don't mind giving some, spots. I let, don't let, mind. Let's, <laughs> let's let some people know where you're from and, and and where your home waters are, and the people that aren't from uh, um, that aren't familiar with you. All right. So I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, my home, I guess my home lake would be Santee. I've been fishing it since I was like three years old. So <laughs> I had family that lived on the lake growing up and they, they're, they're, they've passed on, but you know, the memories are still there. Uh, I fished Lake Murray a little bit. Um, I was at Lake Watery today, crappy fishing. Um, but yeah, Santee, Santee Cooper is, is my place to go. That's it's a special place from everything well, I hear. <laughs> My son's name is Santee Cooper, my youngest. So. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> yeah, I <can't> say so. <laughs> yeah, trust me, that one's it's that one's kind of funny. Santee but, and Watery and uh, uh, the Tennessee River—they're all on my bucket list. So I hope to hit them in the next five years. I'm trying to plan that stuff out. So come on down. Let's see if we can't. I'm quit trying. Fish. I got some plans this year. We're going to hit that Mendota trip and. Hopefully, me and Lyle are going to hit the where the All American Catfish Tournament. Fish an All American Catfish Tournament on the Missouri River this year, so uh, that'll be he'll be his first tournament, first time on the Missouri River. Um, he'll get if it's if it's at normal speed, it'll be six or seven mile an hour, and I doubt if he's ever seen that before. Dang, <laughs> might have seen it on TV, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, we uh. The, the current's been really bad at the canal. I know we fished. We did that one shell cracker video. I think you used the picture from it as kind of the picture for the announcement of the night show. And, you know, we slapped warm out in that video. I think we had like 40-something shell cracker and like 20 wow. catfish. I mean, it was crazy. And so, you know, I had a guy, uh, Jesse Tolliver. I'll give him a shout-out. He, he'll mail you worms. He's got a special breed of wiggler. 
And he sent me some worms down to try. And the next time we went, I mean, two ounces was getting pushed to the bank. The current was so bad. I'm like, oh, my goodness. We caught some fish, but it was just so bad a current. I, with all the water we've had, I just I just didn't go back. It's not worth fighting it. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned two ounces. What were you fishing? A sand? Well, were, you, were you fishing for brim or were you fishing yeah, for, for brim? Yeah. And, and you're using shanty rigs for for brim? Oh no! Just we were we were putting like split shot and egg sinkers and a little six alt gold hook. Mm -hmm. Now I you can sling that. You can sling two ounces with a Zebco thirty three. I tell you that you absolutely can. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was getting pushed to the bank by the current. It was just so bad. So we couldn't, you know, it wasn't staying put. So we just didn't really catch much those times. So I'm not going to put a video out unless I have fish in it. So yeah, I kind of get that unless I'm trying to <laughs> do something else. That's kind of the way I go. So what kind of hooks are you using for those big, big panfish? You using your standard Aberdeen hooks or do you got a yep. special hook? You like just the, the, just the gold hooks, the six or eights is what mm -hmm. we normally use. That's small. I'll I'll stick with a four, and I'm getting a fish. Maybe a excuse me. Yeah, yeah, four, a four, or a six. four. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. I was getting. I was thinking catfish. So I, was going up. I, I do that a lot too. But yeah, like a four or six. Yeah, we don't use stainless hooks down there. There's so many snags. You're gonna you're gonna break line. I want them yeah. to bend a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, I saw a question. Betty was asking. I believe she had a question. How the how the pan fishing was, or the crappie fishing was doing down at Santee. She's heading down there very shortly. Ah, uh, buddies, a, a couple of buddies of mine. They've been doing pretty good pulling, um, pulling jigs. I like to jig the trees, get up in the grass and jig the grass and jig the side mm -hmm. trees. So, plan on trying to do a couple of videos on that. It's just it's I, hard. It's hard to do everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like went crappy fishing today. On the way home, I'm trying to decide whether I want to bass fish or catfish tomorrow. So I settled on bass fishing. So, you know, it's just. But then again, like we talked earlier, Mark, it's all about being versatile. You know what I mean? It's absolutely. About, you know, picking up the guys that like the bass fish, the guys that like the crappy fish, and the people that like the pan fish and catfish. If you can, you can go out and do a little bit of everything. I think you're gonna. They it, it, for me it all overlaps, man. You, you'll you'll catch crappie on bass jigs. You'll catch bass yep. on crappie jigs. I've caught carp on crappie jigs. I've caught catfish on no, not got catfish on crankbaits, and I've caught pike on circle hooks. It's it fish. They all eat. You you, oh, you yeah. target them. You specialize in them. You're you're gonna have. You're gonna up your. You're gonna up your percentages uh, for that specific species. But it, it all overlaps one way or the other. And and the more species you're fishing for, and the more you're chasing for, the more you're gonna be diverse and consistent in your in in your attack. So right. that's kind of the way I treat it. Right. Before we get too far along, I had a little seen a little comment here. I'd like to share. In case people missed it in chat, it comes from Parker Pursuits. It says, Lyle and Mark are probably getting excited for St. Patty's Day. They have their own holiday celebration leprechauns. I assume that he's talking about your two brothers. I think so. Is Chad, that James. <laughs> Why do I do? Why do I see is is weekend angler in there? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, he might watch this replay. We might need his uh, meme expertise to make that happen for us. <laughs> That's funny there. Oh uh, well, John, you know we have so much fun with them too. Uh, 
it, when we get a chance to gig them, uh, you got to do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you got to let them have it. It's all in good fun. Uh, it is, and and we all understand that, and that makes it so much easier on us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you got any plans to go fishing the next week, John? Tomorrow, I'm on bass fish. I'm probably gonna get up about five forty-five. Um, mm -hmm. Really want to really want to do some bass fishing uh, next week. Uh, don't know if I'm gonna be fishing next week. Had a pretty pretty hectic week with work. Um, only got one day off really, and then next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, my wife is going out of town, so I get stuck with the kids. So, okay. yeah, that's hey. fun. Family duties are family duties. You got to do what you got to do. That's right. So, 100%. Take, take advantage of the time when you got. So the weekend's coming. I'm sure there's a lot of people. And I prefer to fish during the week. Anyways. That's right. Me so. too. Less people there to contend with. That's why I'm leaving early tomorrow morning. So hopefully I can have a video by lunchtime and head on back before the yeah, afternoon yeah. crowd gets there. I see you have Turner fishing in here. Uh, make some wonderful jigs and stuff. Has a, a bunch of great videos in there. I need to talk to you. If you get a chance, message me your uh, cell phone number or something uh, to my messenger. I appreciate it. That way we can get together with some stuff. So what kind of video rig are you using when you're filming? Are you just using GoPros? You got big DLSRs? What, what's going on? Um, actually, I do a lot of my stuff on my phone. You know, okay. phones, phones have come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I usually, the way my process is, I normally shoot my intros and outros with my cell phone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I catch a big fish or something like that, I'll, you know, set the phone up and film that, you know, and use that. But but 90% of the time I'm using GoPros. Um, I ran into some issues. You know, we I run, I have two Hero 7 Blacks, a GoPro 4 and a GoPro Session. But I ran into an issue with one of the, one of the sevens where... I fished, I think it was uh, two past videos ago. I think I had 11 fish and I got home to edit it. I don't know if you watched the video. and I only had five on camera because the, the footage was corrupt. Corrupted. Um, yeah, so the SD card messed up. So I had to get some new SD cards with it. I ended up buying another seven as a backup. Um, I normally try to run two cameras at one time just to kind of eliminate that issue because at least something's getting picked up. Right. Where I bass fish at, and and you know a lot of times where where I pan fish and you know brim fish and stuff, some of these overhanging limbs, it's hard to have another camera set up without it getting knocked off. So you kind of kind of darn if you darn if you don't, you know you what don't. I mean? All you can do is the best that you can try to get That's there. Right. You know, I've I've seen some ram mounts where you can get those set up where they're pretty versatile. So I'm I'm in the process of figuring out how I want to mount this stuff. I think I think uh, uh, Spencer over at River Cer River Certified uses the one I'm kind of looking at, which I think would work great for a boat as well because you can hang them off the ins outside of the boat or off the inside of the boat. They go up and down. So, but yeah, I ran into that same problem where I've lost footage because one of my GoPro, well, my my sole GoPro at the time went out and that's when i went and bought a second one so well you know what i use for mm. um i did a live stream bass fishing i think it was two weeks ago okay i use a like a, a um what the heck is it like a gun a gun prop you know what i mean something you hold hold mm -hmm. your gun up on i just take the little fort den off unscrew it and kind of screw it down in one of my rod holder mounts and kind of attach the gopro mount to it it oh, nice. it'll go oh. you know, it, 
you know, a shooting stick. You can buy them yeah. at Walmart for like nine. I, I I got I got a couple in my garage. It might be a good idea to use. So yeah, I've been using a bunch of different stuff. So yeah, I I that shooting stick could probably work. I think mine actually comes unscrewed and it's got a a, a, a an actual what is it a quarter twenty? Yep, quarter twenty, and I use a little nut on the top, bottom of it. Yeah, and one of my rod holder mounts. I think that people want us to talk about fish, not cameras. So <laughs> I always get I always get out of hand when I'm talking. This I go one way or the other. Well, you think they want to see some fish? I think I think we need yeah, to show them. Some fish. I, I, let's 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 show them the little one first. All right, so I got to set this one up. So a lot of people shell cracker fish sand tea during the spring when they when they come into you know bed and stuff like that. We catch our biggest ones in the fall, usually from September all the way through Christmas, January, even up to February. Um, and we fish in the canal. Obviously, the, the current was really bad this year, but you can catch some really, really big shell crackers in the canal. And both of these fish were caught in the canal. I don't know the weight on this first one. I didn't catch it. It was in my boat. My buddy caught it. It was his biggest, so he wanted to mount it. Uh, so this is one of, one of his that he caught, which is a pretty big shell cracker. Uh, it, but you can kind of get an idea of how thick this fish is. Um, hey, but Mark it, it's, Ace left you a message in there. If you, who? I was to Mark uh, oh, so yeah. asking him some questions. But go but, ahead. Uh, but yeah, so that that's that's a really nice shell cracker, and you can catch <laughs> yeah, a lot of that size uh, at at the canal during the winter time. And the, the way we find them is you basically ride up and down the bank and where you see a bunch of shells, those zebra mussels, um, a bunch of shells congregated, you park out about 15 or 20 yards, just fish on the bottom. There's usually like a drop off right there. So you don't do them like we do at Bennett Springs to catch the giant trout? How's that? The giant trout that are at Bennett Springs State Park are old breeders that they've turned out for you to catch and they'll, they'll find cut banks and, and overhanging trees and with root systems on them they'll just go up there and lay and what we used to do years ago and i haven't done it in a long time but we fly fishing you'd walk down the bank till you'd find one of these eight nine pound fish and then you'd throw the your any kind of lure didn't matter what kind of fly you used and just float it down there until you floated it in their mouth and just wait for them to shut their mouth, and you own them, because they never bite. They've seen everything. They've yeah. broke off everything. Um, they see millions of, of them a day doing the same thing. And my brother-in-law Tom and I—that's what we do every weekend. We go down there and we just for hours, just until you got it in their mouth, then you just stop, and eventually they'll shut their mouth. And when they do, you own them. I bet that's a fight right there. Oh. Them rainbows, when they get that size, yeah, they, they get it yeah. on pretty good. Especially them old breeding ones because they're strong. Man. Bennett Springs, that's a million gallon a day spring comes out of there that makes that trout park. So uh, it's got some pretty good current in it. Yeah, it's – um. I think the most challenging thing with the canal is not only fighting the current, especially when you get a fish that size as you know brim they like to turn sideways on you they'll sit there and you know they'll they'll put that fat side on you and that flat side and you're like wow this thing is yeah. really good you know the old saying is oh. it's hard to get a 20 pound brim in golly oh man fish, you wouldn't get it in no, <laughs> right there you have. 
But uh, we use wigglers. Wigglers seem to work best. And um, the, the problem with it is during that time is the perch. You got to fight with the perch. Now, are you talking about the yellow perch that they have up north? No, the white perch. The white perch, okay. Yeah, the perch that we have down here, like catching Santee and Murray and Watery. And we call uh, those white bass up north here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, that that's one of the one of the things you have to fight with when you're catching the big ones. But, you know, it's, it's worth weeding them out because that's catfish bait. Just put them in the cooler. <laughs> you want to show them the big one? Are they ready? I, or you want to wait? I, hey, I, I don't care. It's up to you, John. Whatever you want to do. I'll let y'all choose. It's y'all show. Y'all. Yeah, show it to them then. Let's get her out there. It's a giant. That so, other's a giant. This I don't know what you call it. So this one's four pounds. I think you said 12 ounces. Now, my cousin caught this fish. Um, I can't remember if it was in September or October. I don't know the exact month. I know it was in around the fall. But uh, it was the largest shell cracker weighed in at the time at Hills Landing, which is on the canal. Uh, the canal has produced some huge shell crackers. As a matter of fact, it held the world record at five pounds and six ounces. Wow. Which is a monster. A monster. Now, shortly after this after this one was caught, I caught one that was four pounds. And I was telling, telling Mark that story where, uh, yeah, I didn't have the money to mount it. So I let it. Grandma put it in her freezer. So a few years ago, I contacted a taxidermist, and he said, yeah, I can mount it still. It don't matter. All I'm going to do is paint it, soak it in some water. So didn't know Grandma had threw it out. So oh. yeah. I probably will never catch another one that big. But yeah, yeah so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is, so that's that's a 412 there. As you can see it by my head. That's unbelievable. But that you can see how thick. Almost that a five-pound shell cracker. Yep. I mean, you figure that's that's a donk. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I'm at a loss for words. I, I just I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen one anything like the other one. And then yeah. when you pulled this out, that's that's just a stud. It, well, I want to you know I want to thank my cousin for. Obviously, let me put it on the show tonight. And, Absolutely, yes. You know, I, I think everybody would like to see something that big. How's that look from the top? Has it got shoulders like a beat? Yeah, it's got shoulders. Look at that. <laughs> That's a donkey right there. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's a, unbelievable. That's catfish bait. <laughs> yeah, not in my That's guys looking, uh, I'm eating that if like I'm doing that, anything with gonna it. I have to go on the wall just like that did. I know that's. I, I'm, I rarely say that. I really do. Uh, catfish. Uh, I think all the stuff that I would consider big enough to mount would be made into a replica. But a panfish that size, you have to. Put, you have to put it on the wall. I mean, you, there's you've got to. You just have to. That's just un. That that thing's almost unreal. I tell you, I think if somebody saw you let that go, they would beat you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you much. Up. I think you're right. Now, that was caught in your boat, did you tell me? What's that? Was that one the one that was caught in your boat? No, 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 no. The, the first other one was. Yeah. The first one. This one was in my boat. Now, we, <laughs> we were catching a lot this size. Um, like wow. I said, for years, we quit. 
Like we just <clears throat> and uh, excuse me. I think the reason why we quit was there were some guys that were coming up from Florida, and they would stay the whole week. You know where Black's Camp is. I've heard. They of would, yeah. yeah, they would. They would rent a trailer out for the whole week and just land blast. And so there for a while, it was just it was getting slim pickings, but they hadn't been up for a while. And for years, we we just didn't go. I mean, just didn't go. But I think with the channel and stuff like that, dad and I decided to take a, a trip after some years. And, you know, we got on and we caught some big ones in the video, as you saw, you know, the picture that you used. But, mm -hmm. you know, I I really want to get some more shellcracker videos like that. I really oh. do. You know, if we can get a four pounder on video, I think that would be awesome. That that would be, yeah, that would be talked about oh, definitely. That, that I'd be. like to see it for sure. Oh, absolutely! I can't think of anybody that I know of that wouldn't enjoy watching that. Uh, those, those are just giants, and and I know that you do a lot of shellcracker fishing. Uh, and, and I've watched some of the videos that you've done it previously. And they're extremely enjoyable to me because we don't have anything reasonably close to that side. No, 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 well, I don't no. Patriot wanted to come down and catch them. I, I probably shouldn't have shown that because he's going to want to move down here now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's gonna that's gonna get his ears going there. He might Absolutely. he might not be Patriot catfishers no more. Oh man. Justin's fishing fetish says that's a shellophant. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Pretty much. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So are you catching them strictly on worms or are you using jigs and plastics and stuff? Just worms. Just wiggles on the bottom. Why, well, why, cha why like change what works? Finding those areas where the shells are washed up. And I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't catch them in areas where the shells aren't washed up. Because I caught mm -hmm. mine in a spot where there were no shells. I just happened to be in like 20 foot of water. And threw towards the bank, kind of let it drift down with the current, and that's where we caught mine. But he caught his in an area where it goes from like five foot, probably twenty five yards out in the bank, and um, then it drops down to you know that channel that runs down the canal, that twenty twenty five foot. <clears throat> but I think he caught that one in relatively shallow water. I think he was in probably that eight foot part of that. I have a question here in chat from Mike Outdoors and Adventure. He says, how do shell crackers taste compared to a bluegill? He's never ate one. I think shell crackers taste better. That's just my opinion. But it's something about brim, you know, frying them up where you can, the tails get real crispy. That's about my favorite part on them. I've heard that before. <clears throat> but when you, when you get them to, you know, this size here and you scale them, you know, it really doesn't fit in the pan too well. So, you know, you can't. <laughs> you might even be able to stake one of them out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to fillet them. But no, they're, to me, to me, to me, shell cracker is up there with crappy as far as eating. I think crappy's, crappy's probably my favorite fish, freshwater fish to eat. Well, they're pretty good. You ever have yellow perch? That'll give it a run for its money. I love crappie, but yellow perch is real close. Down here. Uh, we got pretty big ones in the winter. We can get up up near 12 inches and a little bigger, and then up in Mendota where we're going fishing, which we're going to go fishing during the, the time the season's closed when we're up there chasing channel cats. They get pretty big up there. You won't catch one under 12 if you hit it at the right time. So, 
and you're looking at a pretty decent piece of meat. You're looking at, I don't know, like a four inch, four, four ounce filet on each side. So out of a panfish, that's pretty good eating too. See, we, we call them Eisenhower's down here or red okay. fin trout, stuff like uh, that. You know, we have all different kind of names for them and they're really good catfish bait. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's what the, that's what all the walleye up here eating the Northern Pike eat. They're pretty much a food source, just like bluegills are anyway. So that's how come uh, those, those channel cats are so big <laughs> at Mendota. I believe is because the, there's an abundance of panfish and, and a lot, a lot of big perch. So, yeah. Well, see, I think your cold water where you are mm -hmm. would make that fish taste really good. I, I've, that's one thing I've noticed. It's cold water fish taste amazing. Tastes better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they do. Especially they do. something I was fortunate enough to get on some burbot for the first time this year, and, and I caught them in, in 40 degree water up on Lake Michigan, up in uh, Milwaukee, and it tasted like the best cod. It, you know what it tasted like? It tasted like the best fillet of fish you could ever imagine without the bun. It was pretty odd to have that fish out of fresh water. It was very cool. It was very good. I don't know if I'm going to spend my career chasing them, but they're were, they were fun to go after, and they're even funner to eat. So, Or you but can yeah. boil them up like poor man's lobster. That's pretty good, too. Shell crackers, shell crackers are really good. White perch is really good. I really enjoy You get some large white perch. They're really good to eat, too. And you can catch the hang out of them things on a sabiki rig. If you get in a school of them, oh, you're talking about fun? Oh, my goodness. But they are fun to kill. We'll, we'll get them up in the dams here at the right time of the year, a little closer to uh, to Thanksgiving and maybe a little after Thanksgiving. But other than that, they're kind of hard to find on the river. Um, and the spots they're at is there's some shallow water. And I just don't have a jet boat to get them. And there's so many, so many houses on the river because it's an urban setting. It's it's hard to get to them. But there's that couple times here where you got to take advantage of it like anything. Again, goes back to like hunting that species of fish when the time is right. So that's part of what I was talking about. Here's a, yeah, they're pretty good. Here's a fun um, post we I found in chat as it was going by. Parker Pursuit says a local lake they fish in Missouri has standing timber. You can sometimes hear the shell crackers Picking snails off the limbs. Oh, that'd be cool. That's that awesome. That'd be cool. Now, some of them ones we catch, the big ones, you can kind of do like a catfish and rub your hand over them, and you can hear a jingle in them. They'll sit there and... Because they, they eat that many shells? No, they're, just, they're, they're what we call red-breasted sunfish, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, red ear. Okay. Red ear. Red, red ear. ear. Red ear, that's it. Now, red we ear. have red breasts down here, too. The river that uh, Dad's property, that's on Dad's property, they mm -hmm. have... Huge red breast population, and I think I'm gonna shoot some videos down there as well. That's not a really wide river. I think you're looking at probably 25, maybe 30 yards at the most. But they have a lot of red breasts, and that's catch that's them right up, catch them right out of the duck blind while you're out there. That's what you need to do. So <laughs> yeah, they do two that. videos. <laughs> yeah, kill two birds with one stone, right? Now, I you've got so much stuff going on, but I know you're going to continue making a bunch of videos. What have you got in the plans for videos coming up this year? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I, I kind of figured that question was going to come up. You know, I had to really sit back and think about what direction I wanted my channel to go. I know that last year we really focused on a lot of catfishing. I did a lot of catfishing. I think that was kind of, you know, to kind of cement my name in that category. Like, okay, you know what I mean? He can catfish and, you know, try to help people out, show them how to drag the swamp. Because a lot of people are, 
a lot of people down here don't drag that really shallow stumpy water because a they're scared of getting hung up and b you're scared of hooking a huge fish and it getting lost but you know we were we were very fortunate to put some really big catfish in the boat last year this year i think it's more you know variety um started off doing some bass videos you know we're gonna be shooting some crappy videos some more night bass videos uh brim i plan on there's gonna be several trips where i go down there and we just brim fish i think you know that that's what i what we're gonna do uh, i really don't have like a set agenda it's kind of just what comes to mind of what i feel like doing that day you know and you know i think i think the variety will definitely help out a lot and uh We'll, we'll obviously do some catfishing videos. Now, when you say uh, we, I really want to really dad, right? Yeah, and the family and stuff. You know, we got the pontoon done. There were several months I didn't have the pontoon last year. Right. So I really, really are ready to showcase that. Boy, so that uh, turned out really nice. Oh, my goodness. That's so unbelievable. That Holy cow. The I light. see the video you done with that it, after you got done with it is absolutely a knockout. I'm going to tell you what, Ryan Stewart, uh, he, with uh, with Toontime LLC out of Sumter, South Carolina, if you are in South Carolina, if you're in chat and you need a boat redone, that dude is awesome. The boat's brand new. The only thing it didn't do is the motor. You know, it, you know, you could take a $3,000, like he told me, as long as you have good pontoons, he can make it a brand new boat. I mean, he acid washed the dunes. Yeah. Now, I've got some... Um, I want to do some some night crappy fishing on the channel this year. We we lower lights down, you know. We'll find a spot and lower those green LED lights down mm -hmm. in the water and just wait like thirty minutes. You know, you fish with minnows and stuff like that. So I plan on trying to do a couple of videos like that too as well this That'd year. That'd be fun. That's always oh, yeah. fun to fish at night with those lights. It's a blast. It's fun on the ice too. It's cool because it lights everything up underneath you. So it's a good time. And they're pretty productive. I don't care what anybody says. If you can get the bait fish in there, you're going to get the bigger fish. So, And they attract alligators. We found that all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's a video on my channel. We uh we take them, and you can catch some really big catfish off of them. Really big catfish. So we decided the current was, was not that bad at the river in Santee where I do a lot of my videos. So we decided we were going to drag the river. So we, we hung them lights. I guess it was probably like five or six feet deep. You know, you got this big old green glow behind the boat. And I just, out of the corner of my eyes, probably one in the morning, we're the only ones out there in the swamp, you know, dragging this river. And I just see bubbles, like right beside my boat. I'm sitting on the gun box on my John boat. I just see bubbles and I look over and it's like a 12 foot alligator right there. Oh man. Just sitting at me, sitting there looking at me. And so I jump up and he dives down and you can see him go up underneath the lights. And I ran back there and jerked him up at the oh. last minute. He was trying to grab him. You think so? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was going for him. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. So we decided wow. we, we weren't going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> glad we don't have none of them around. I'd like to see him. You know, my, my, my wife is, uh, she's from Pony, uh, Texas, lived in Missouri a good part of her life. But uh, I've been trying to talk her into moving down to Louisiana just because I want to go down there and eat the rest of my life and fish down there in the Mississippi. Yeah, and that. she won't go because she doesn't want to have dogs in a place where alligators live. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. loves watching that swap people show. Every time they kill an alligator, she sh 
cheering like crazy. It's pretty funny. <laughs> a little too much information if she's up there listening. I'll get in trouble. But, you know, like a lot of the videos I shoot, like the night catfish videos, when I'm dragging, we're, there's usually like 10 or 15 alligators around. Alligators yeah, watching. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Light them up with the spotlights. You can see their eyes. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember we were fishing at Black's Camp one time. This was a long time ago. And uh, we turned the lights out and then turned them back on. And there's like 20 ruby red eyes, 20 sets just around you. Wow. Yeah. They, they really don't mess with you too much, though. I, we've never really had any issues other than that light. And, you know, a lot of times I'll put my feet in the water back there when I'm brim fishing. So. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people have told me. Even even uh, Stan says that it's not what you think. Everywhere you leave is different. The worst we have is is really 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 aggressive raccoons and a lot of coyotes out here. But they'll be checking you out from. We have them crawl up and steal our bait out of our buckets, Lyle. Yeah. While we're sitting there all the time, but then them coyotes get a little scared when you start seeing like six to eight sets of eyes. Then you're kind of worried. But we. We've, we've we have some huge coyotes here, like oh, huge, yeah. huge. Oh my goodness! I'll send you some pictures on through Facebook later on. Now on the property, Dad bought. I think the camera was up the first week, and we got like three or four. One huge black one, the size of like a German Shepherd. I mean, it's all black. I mean, it's huge. And then um, another spot that I hunt, I bow hunt it. We got a bunch of coyotes on it, and they're they just happen to be all black. But they're probably 50 or 60 pounds. They're huge. Damn, now, wow, that's the what the Missouri Department of Conservation says about those like that, that they are a cross between a coat and a dog. Yeah, they call them koi wolves. Dogs. Yeah. yeah, koi dogs, yeah. yeah. And usually it's with a German shepherd. That's where they get their size. Because most coyotes, the average around Missouri is 35, 40 pounds. Some of those koi dogs would be 75, you know, a really Man. big one. And they're mean. Oh. The only issue I had with them, and I know it's a fishing show, was I shot a buck one night with the boat, ran out of light, so I had to go get some batteries, started back on the trail, the blood trail, and just a siren went by, Yeah. and you just heard the woods light up in front of you, yipping, and they were on my deer I'd shot. Yep. So I wasn't going to go in and try to take my deer from them. Yeah. That wouldn't have been good. So no, probably not. Y'all tonight, boys. Got that around here, too, that, you know, uh, we're in real heavily coyote populated places, which is about everywhere anymore that you go in there. And if you don't find him the night you shoot him, uh, the next morning there's, you might get your rack back. Mm. That's about it. They, they just about, you get, you get 10, 15 coyotes on a deer, especially if they haven't eaten a day or so. They oh yeah. Up pretty quick. Well, and you're not going in and take that deer. Yeah, I'm you're, not, no, but, no, no, no. You, it's y'all's. I hunt with single shot guns, so uh, my Thompsons, I can't reload them that fast. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. <laughs> not to me, it's not. No. There's plenty of deer. Yeah. They, they just had a super successful wolf season that looked like, not like what, two, three weeks ago in Wisconsin, up in northern Wisconsin. They had a quota of like 210, and I think they killed like 63 more than they thought. That tells you how many wolves are up there. Yeah, and they're, they're that's getting out of control. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty funny. You know, Dad got that property and he decided to tell him at closing that. <laughs> well, we've seen a black panther down there. Like, oh, 
Thanks. Now you tell us. Okay. They're cool. Just be looking. careful coming up out the swamp, you know. Yeah, you, you don't cool. see them coming. They'll, they'll they're pretty quick about it. They're 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 one and done. Yeah, I'm not I'm not screwing around with him. You do any trapping on that property? I don't. We've said I think we set up twice with the Fox Pro and the uh -huh. AR. Uh, the only thing we had come in was foxes. Now. We had some coyotes light up across on the other property. We just couldn't get them across the road. Um, okay. I don't know why they would not come across the road, but we had a fox screwing around. So I kind of cut the call off and got waited till he got real close to it. And I decided to hit the coyote hell as loud as I could right beside him. He didn't like that too much. Took they off, huh? Like six foot in there. <laughs> Took off, <so. clears throat> well, they don't like to cross the road being called in. No, no. Any kind of road. And they don't like to cross fences, woven wire fences around here anyhow. They're yeah. smart. They're very smart. Oh, I yeah. give them they, they have to be to survive like they have. Oh, yeah. But oh. that the, the main thing right now is, you know, we've got several deer on camera that look like they're about to drop any day. So that's that's my main concern is, you know, trying to ensure the safety of those those phones and stuff but absolutely that's something you can't really help that, that's no, nature that is that's nature <laughs> unless it comes down to livestock that's a different situation oh yeah oh yeah that's that's a different situation yeah. hey can one can one of the mods in chat please drop john's link please i want to make sure we get some people to visit your uh, absolutely your absolutely those are some big, the background you got there, Lyle, those are some big, big fish on that. What's that? In the, the back? background oh, yeah. you got? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those, they're just ones that uh, we got uh, pictures that people had sent in, and and um, we're going to be doing some different things, and we're going to talk about something different here in about 10 minutes, but um, people be sending us pictures. We, we're we going to swap that out. What do you think, Mark? Here another I think one. I think we can do that. I, yeah, I think a month we or so, have. we're going to swap them out. So anybody that has big pictures, or don't even have to be big, they can be little. If they're family pictures, that would be great, too. Any kind of pictures of bluegill or shell crackers or sunfish or any kind of pan fish that, that you guys have caught and enjoyed catching over the years, Send them in to us at, at Panfish Weekly, and we're going to uh, revise and come up with a new background for for it, and uh, we'll put some of them in there. And I don't, I'm not sure how many that that we've got up there. It depends on the width and the length of the of the photos, but Mark will rearrange them. And if I can fit them in there, I'll fit them in. I'll tell you what: when I get a fresh picture of me with fish like that, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, then I'll redo it. I'm gonna wait until then. So that with that picture's from last year. I'm hoping to redo that again. Hey, John, he's, I gotta he's, tell you, you get you get one of them four pounders in that you get up there. I've I don't know about that. I, I'm looking for that two pound crappie this year. That's a pretty big feed. I haven't caught one of them in years, but I, I'm, well, I'm I'm hoping I'm to get hoping one of them. For a one pound bluegill, so we all got goals. Loud, you know what Mark's gonna do, don't you? He's gonna What's cut that? out that fish when I held it up. He's going to put it in his <laughs> Mix it in there. Hey, any means necessary. Send us some pictures, John. I'll add you in there. You send us one half the size of those you're going into that freaking collage. Chad <laughs> says, thank goodness they can be little. Dockery can submit one. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Poor Dockery. Brutal tonight. Mm. <laughs> oh no. Are we allow are you allowing Trout in the picture? I am, you know, but for oh. Dockery, I'll put for one. Dockery? Really okay. For Dockery? Okay. But only there. him. Yeah. Well, no, I don't care who puts him in there. Uh, his will be the smaller of the bunch, so it doesn't matter. Oh, oh man. <laughs> he can't catch a break, can he? he no, no. So no. What, what kind of fish have you not caught that you're still interested in chasing? Mm. Any bucket list fish out water. there? It doesn't matter. What would you like to catch someday? What's your dream fish? What's your bucket list fish? What are you thinking about? I've done some saltwater fishing. Um, I'm not a, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of saltwater fishing. I don't know why. I just, you know, I'll, I'll do some, you know, beach fishing and stuff if we go to the beach, but mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big fan of, um, I don't know. I think snakehead would be awesome. I watch a lot of these snakehead? videos and they're fishing with top water lures for snakeheads and the, just the way they attack that bait is crazy. You know, I, I was, I've never, we have bowfin up here and I've never caught oh, yeah. one. So I set my my goal to try and catch one this year. I drove literally like an hour and a half, uh, hour fifteen minutes to a couple spots where everybody was telling me they're 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 loaded with them. Didn't catch anything. One day I'm out there with a with a, a number four Aberdeen hook and minnows, and I hook into one on an ultraline line. It was like an eight pounder. That was fun. That was a good time. Destroyed that Aberdeen hook when I get pulled it out of there. Slimier than heck, but I crossed that one off the list. Maybe a snakehead someday if I ever head out to. I, I think they're 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 out in uh, the DC area, aren't they? There's some. Don't I see Luke from well, they have them in Florida carp? too? I think they in have them Florida in Florida too. too. Yeah, I know they have them in Florida. They have them everywhere. So we those two bass videos I shot recently. The two videos. I think between those two videos, I had like eight eight bowfin. We call them mudfish up up this mm -hmm. down this way, but I had like eight bowfin, and they were they were anywhere from eight to ten pounds. And I'm gonna tell you what, that is a fun fish to catch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we call them dogfish. That's kind of the the name the locals call them, but they're they're definitely pant or a, a bowfin. But yeah, they're they're fun to catch. I know a lot of guys who chase them just to get them, and they're, they're catching release guys too, even with them. So I don't know. I didn't feel like taking it home, and I hear they're not that great to eat. So just don't lip them. Yeah, don't no kidding. Like I saw those teeth on them. I was I was wondering about that. I I, I couldn't remember if uh, those bourbon I caught had teeth on them, but my buddy Tony just kind of reached in there, stuck his thumb in there. I'm like, no, 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 stop it. Uh, you don't Thank do God that. they didn't have them. Yeah. I but keep a leather glove in the boat in case they bite. That way I get yeah. my lure back. I use I use mechanics gloves usually when I when I'm fishing. I've gotten enough infections in my hands even from flathead and from channel cats not to want it to happen again. That two months of of, of or that two weeks of antibiotics it was more than I want to go through. So oh so, yeah, I always use a glove with catfish. Always yeah. the bourbon head teeth too. No, it's about just like a flathead, only a smaller oh. mouth, and they don't let go though. Lyle, you got your fingers in them. You can hold them up like this, and you won't need fish grips. They'll hold on for as long as you got your hands in there and you pry them out. They're pretty cool. Wow, they don't hurt or nothing, but they just hold on pretty good. Well, I've had a whole, I've had some of them big blues and flatheads. When you stuck your hand in their mouth, it was pretty good chance that you thought it was going to get pinched off a couple times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean. Them 60-pound blues and flatheads, they'll hurt you. Oh, yeah, even through a glove. 
Absolutely. You get them 60 pounds plus, and they decide they want to get attitude and roll with your hand in their oh, mouth. That's the oh, that's yeah. fun. That's, oh, that's yeah. the problem. That's, that's the when they start tearing yeah. you up. That's when you start editing that section of the video for the language. <laughs> I still tell you, man, I still I tell this lie all the time. If a bullhead got to be 20 pounds, man, I'm not sticking my hand in its mouth. I might not even get in the oh, water. No, no, no. <laughs> pretty mean. Channel cat's bad about that, too. A channel yeah. cat will fight yeah. down bad. Yeah, they are. Which they get a bad rap. I love catching channel cats. Me I mean, too. I watch a lot of these catfish guys, and they hate channel cats. I don't understand oh, that. I don't either. They fight harder than the rest. They're of one of the best eating catfish. I mean, absolutely. You know, they're they're really good to eat. But yep, I like to catch them, especially where we're going to go here for long. <laughs> them twenty five and thirty pounders. I mean, mm. that's a fight there. You ain't kidding, and they're they're a blast. They just are too much fun, and it's right before the spawn, so they're feeding up. It's just gonna be a good time. Looking forward to I I am sad about the fact that we're not going to get to catch those yellow perch up there because I had my heart set on that, Uh, catching one and trying it because I Marcus told me how great a table fare they are, but. Season closes like a week or something before we're gonna- yeah during their spawn they close them which is probably why they're so big at Mendota so well and that's okay I I completely got it I'm just disappointed because I really wanted to to catch a couple of them and try them and I know James did so uh, him and I is on the same wavelength with that about catching them and and uh, trying to eat them up there and but you know there'll be another time if we got to go up there sometime when it's not uh closed season and that that's just another adventure for us i might i might have an in up there on on somebody that might be able to put us on some of those uh maybe later in the year i'll let you know i didn't want to say anything until i got something settled but hopefully we can make that work for you lyle ernie well, i don't know where you're at uh but yeah yellow perch i'm in for it i <laughs> promise you i bet those are fun to catch the oh, they're they're pretty simple. They're but they're more fun to eat. To be honest with you, I ain't even gonna kid around. They're pretty simple. We catch a lot of them over here on Navy Pier downtown Chicago, and it's pretty much you know a, a high low rig, you know a copy a crappie rig with with actually the wire crappie, some some minnows or even some shrimp, and and they're so thick in there, John, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I have a friend who's a pro bass fisherman over here that that's kind of famous for her perch videos. That uh, she actually dropped a nice fishing one of the first ones dropped an ice fishing camera down under the water and it's incredible. And the cool thing about it is you can see like these big eight to 12 pound lake trout swimming in between them, just feasting on them. So pretty cool stuff. It's totally different atmosphere or a totally different thing on the big lake. So. so yeah, for, okay. For our crappy, like my crappy rig that I run, I run a double jig rig, which like mm-hmm. I said, I told you I was going to send y'all a link on that, but I run a 16th on the bottom and a 32nd on the top. I usually run like a two foot base between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just allows you to run, you know, like two different colors. So you can kind of colors. figure out what they're hitting on. But fish we caught today, I'm going to say we're anywhere from 14 to 15 inches long. You Are know, you running different hard. profiles on each one of those? Top and no, bottom? they're or just running curly, curly jigs. Just colors? Okay. Yeah, and, and on the bottom, that 16th has an underspin on it, a little willow leaf, just to mm-hmm. add a little bit more. But the day the, they were hitting a green and orange curly tail and then a electric blue curly tail. 
I've been last year. I did pretty good in the uh, in the milfoil. I ordered some uh, um, actual blades, you know, like a bass spinner blade, you know, that I'd hook yeah. up onto those jig really tiny ones. Mister Twisters makes, and that gets that that jig right through that milfoil. Yeah, that's, that's what this has on them. I buy them yeah. off Amazon, really yeah. cheap. I got fifty uh -huh. for like fifteen bucks. Perfect. Keeps that hook, keeps that hook right in line, and it'll get you through that stuff. I did that, and oh, yeah. I I upped my midsummer game doing that big time. So big difference. So, Lyle, you want to make that announcement that you were talking about? Maybe we're coming up on eight fifty-seven right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, we got plenty of time. If there's anything John wants to go over, uh, no, just uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel so you can. You just don't know what I'm going to put up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, part of the fun. That's why you got to subscribe to the channel, so you just don't know what I'm going for. So that's exactly right. And I got to tell you, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, if you haven't checked out John's Facebook page and and his YouTube channel, you need to because it, it's not just about fishing. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh, he's he's real tight with his dad, his family, his kids, his wife. Uh, they do a lot of fishing. They, they've got, they do some hunting and different things. And it's just extremely interesting. And to be quite honest, it's very refreshing to see channels like that compared to some of the others um, that I see out there that I don't hang out too long. I can watch John stuff forever and uh, it's always good quality stuff. And I like that. Well, it's, it's, it's an honor once again, being on tonight, like, you know, y'all, had me on Catfish Weekly twice, and you know now that y'all started Panfish Weekly, it's an honor to be on here as well. And y'all have Babe Winkleman on here, yeah, like, really, yeah, yeah, we did. I got to talk with him. He's quite the he's quite the person. O'Neill Outdoors, man, I grew up watching O'Neill Outdoors. Me too. Oh, look, look at this. I'm gonna brag a little bit here. Yeah, I got you one said, just like it. I got one like this. This says, "Good luck, Mark Catfish and Crappie from him." So. I was pretty you happy. Know, that right that. there is an honor being on a show that's had those two guys on it alone. I mean, we've been blessed. I've been blessed to be part of this with Lyle, and Lyle's put some of his blessings by getting those people to come on our shows with us. So, it, dude, that uh, is awesome. There, I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. If I didn't, I'd just turn it over to somebody else and just bow out. But, um, well, no, this was that. Go ahead. Some of these guys I know, some of them I don't. Um, some of them I've known for a long time is kind of on the QT, you know, because they don't want people pestering them all the time. And I'm not sure if they consider it pestering when I call them, but so far they've been very gracious to do stuff with me. Well, you know, this, what you have going, what y'all have going on now kind of breaks up the monotonous. I mean, there's nothing wrong with catfish and obviously we all love it. We love it. Absolutely. But, you know, this, this is something that I think, not everybody can go out and catch 50 and 60 pound catfish. You know what I mean? That's right. Absolutely. Kind of like up on this pedestal, like the four pound, 12 ounce shell cracker. But I bet you most of the people in chat tonight have at some point caught brim or bluegill or yeah, I guarantee or crappy. You know, that's all something we have in common. That's and, right. and, you know, this can really get on their level because they can relate to it a little bit more. Yep. Everybody needs to start somewhere, and a That's lot right. of people go back to it. I remember um, 
Um, I had some. Uh, that's my bulldog snoring. If you can hear that, sorry about that. Child. I should have warned you before that. Fan, like no, she's fan. she's no, she's part of the show. She's always here. Uh, I usually tell people before, but uh, usually they they start there. And a lot of times, people end up there. Uh, I remember. I have fond memories of watching Uncle Steve. Do you know who Uncle Steve is on yep. YouTube? Yep. He uh, did these like real quiet kind of mellow pan fishing videos and he was one of the first ones if you ever get a chance he doesn't do it anymore but they're really mellow stuff and i used to just enjoy that it'd be a good way of like unwinding at the end of the day or when i was stressed out he it was kind of like kind of like meditation and and that's what fishing is to me and and pan fish is kind of kind of like the quintessential there's there's no real big competition you know okay. when you're sitting there with your friends or your family you're just out there enjoying it so that's the part of pan fishing that i really like except when it comes to crappie i'm looking for the big and the numbers that's what i'm looking for i ain't gonna kid you with that <laughs> well, see, i got my set on a one pound bluegill this year we'll see what happens see that's kind of like me with the catfish Nobody really wants to see you go out and catch like two and three pound cat. I mean, everybody's all for the bigger is better. But, you know, when you put out a brim video or a crappy video, you're not really competing with anybody nope. else. Nope. That's right. Because you're out relaxing. You can kind of let your hair down, so to speak, when mm -hmm. you do a panfish video. Now, you're having a blast doing it. Absolutely. But it's just you can kind of let your hair down and be you. You don't have any competition whatsoever. Uh, uh, you know, unless you get into what I got next here that I didn't catch. <laughs> but, uh, you know, pan fishing is just really relaxing. I mean, it really is. I think so, too. So, Mark, <clears throat> you and I have talked about this since we have. Uh, the last week or two or maybe three. And we was trying to decide what we was going to do. Um, I get a lot of confusion with Panfish Weekly and Catfish Weekly. When we started this channel, I thought that was the perfect name so I could get viewers over from Catfish Weekly to Panfish Weekly. And that, that they did. They come over with us, but it's it's a mess trying to keep things separated from email addresses and all the stuff that pertains to doing shows. So Mark and I have discussed it. And he come up with several good names. And we're going to change the name of Panfish Weekly to Panfish no, Nation. Nation, yeah. because Panfish we Nation. We, we just started it three, But it's going to be Panfish Nation. And he's got, uh, he's got all of the um, images that we'll be putting up on our uh, YouTube and Facebook pages and uh, all of our other stuff. And... Um, I will be migrating those over probably this week, um, and hopefully it'll be done by next week. And and it's nothing wrong with the way we are now. It would have been perfect. It's just too confusing for a lot of people. They send me messages for Panfish Weekly, and it ends up in the Catfish Weekly email and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I thought was a great idea actually wasn't as great as what we thought. But the imaging and all the stuff will be extremely similar. Uh, but like I say, we will be doing a change on our on our board behind me. So anybody that has images that they would like to be considered for that, they don't have to be giant fish. If they are, that's awesome. I like to see happy people, Lyle, is what I like to see. Would you, you know? I look at them. How many of them is not smiling? I'm telling you, everybody's smiling now. You know, there. so that that's 
everybody in there is having a good time. And, and D and Chad was in there and, and uh, we've got a few others, but the more we got, the better. And Mark will, will make a collage like that and it'll look really nice. And, and that was the announcement that we wanted, uh, wanted to do. And it doesn't matter if you're pan fishing for entertainment or if you're catching bluegills to eat or crappie to eat, or if you just want to take the kids out and teach them about life and catching fish and, and what it's about to catch these things and eat them or catch them and release them. Uh, that's a great resource that we all have and we should utilize it. That's right. Or, or for bait. <laughs> we can't leave bait out of here. No, a lot of people use them for bait. I we do. got to use them for bait. They're, they're saw, great bait for, for cat fishing. Hey, two stands had wanted to I was to just going to ask that. Yep. Yep. All right, stands so, wanted to know uh, about a, about your 1500 sub giveaway. Well, it's it's tw it's a twenty five hundred sub twenty five hundred. Yeah, okay. but hey, he was he was he was on he was, was on. But hey, I have fat fingers too, so we'll forgive Stanley's <laughs> about my size. So I think I'm at fourteen hundred now, but at twenty five hundred subs, I'm giving away. I'm paying for now. I've had to kind of think about how I wanted to do this. So I can either pay for a weekend stay at one of the fine fish camps of your choosing at, at Santee. And you'll get to fish for me that weekend on the pontoon. So, you know, that's a Friday night and Saturday or a Saturday and Sunday. You decide. I'll be paying for your weekend stay. Now, for people that live out west or, you know, I'm not paying for airfare, but I will send you the cost, what it costs for that weekend stay at one of those places. I will send it to you in gift cards of your choosing, like Bass Pro or Cabela's. You just let me know. So we'll have a drawing. So, you know, you can either fish with me the weekend, which I don't see anybody really wanting to do that. But if I win, I'm driving out. You better be ready. If I win, you just tell them to make room for old dad because he's coming on in there. But if you win and you're in another state and you want to drive down or fly and all that stuff, we'll have a ball. I will put you on some big catfish. I can promise you that. We will fish. Probably. I want a four-pound shell cracker. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we will fish at the canal, and then we'll book it up to the swamp and drag baits one night and see Fantastic. if we can't put you on them big old 50-plus. There you go. So. Man, that would be that would be a trip of a lifetime for a lot of people, me included. And and uh, I know that, that you'd have a blast, and I promise you, you're going to like that pontoon boat. If you hmm. haven't checked out his video, you need Dude, to take a look at that. It, it's the craziest light scheme you have ever seen on a boat. Whenever the guy that does boats and has been doing it forever says, I've never put lights like this on a boat. I'm surprised it don't send people into a seizure because you can make them chase each other and do all no kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is insane. I think the lights alone on it were like 1200 bucks. Worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Worth every penny. <laughs> Dad calls it the fun ship lollipop. Now there I don't go. know what that means. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it looks awesome, man. <laughs> I I went through that video when you were showing that stuff, and I thought, holy crap, that thing looks amazing. And I <laughs> promise you, I promise you, I am not a pontoon kind of guy. Um, I just am not because 
Um, and, I, and I'll tell you the reason. Cindy used to want me to get a pontoon. I said, you know what? If you got a pontoon, you got to take a bunch of people with you. If you got a pontoon, you can't tournament fish. That's what we was doing because you just can't drag them to Alabama every other weekend or, oh, man. or, or to North Dakota. All the places that we went for tournaments, it just cost you a fortune to drag one of them big pontoons around. And if you're going to have one, I'm going to have a big one. I'm not going to have a little one. Yeah. Well, and I want it to run, so it's got to have a big motor on it so everybody don't beat me to the places I want to go in tournaments. But it's just not feasible for a tournament guy, the way we fish tournament, <clears throat> to have a pontoon. Um, as I look at it now, I would be a lot more comfortable with one. Oh, my goodness. Rent a spot at the lake and walk out on the deck and back it out and take off. That would be perfect for me. Now, but uh, in those days, it just wasn't. We've got vinyl flooring on it. It had carpet, but we got that pulled up. It's got an all-new deck, all-new furniture, and obviously heels, rod holders on it. I trust them 100%. You know, yep. So. For the money, you can't go wrong. Oh my goodness! And I mean, nothing wrong with Steve's or you know SmackDown, but you know, Mr. Tommy Hill, he was, you know, when I started my channel, I reached out to him. He was, he helped me out tremendously, and I've never had an issue with his rod holders. There you go. I hear good things about him. I really do. And he's a great guy to deal with. I mean, a great guy to deal with. I mean, who? Where else can you get six stainless rod holders for forty-eight bucks? It's crazy. No, I know. Yeah, half inch too, you know. So, yeah, if for the fish that you catch and, and the ones we try to catch, uh, you got to have half inch. Three eighths just won't. Oh, yeah. They just won't take it. But it is, John, man, thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you. Hey, no, I can't thank y'all enough. This is you awesome. Know, you know, we, this we is enjoy having always you a blast. And, and uh, visiting with you, you're a great family man, you're a great fisherman. and and all the things that we talk about and get off subject on and talk oh, about. Oh, hey, that's what it's supposed to be. It is. It's supposed to be about having a good time, and it always is when you're on here. And please, I hope you'll come back again probably before the end of the year. We'd like to have you back on here. Didn't you say uh, I think Mike was supposed to contact me? Mark. Uh, Greenwell? Mark Greenwell? Oh, Mike no, Greenwell? I, I don't know about that. Uh, well, somebody had a somebody had a comment for me. That's what Lyle was saying. I answered him. Oh, already. oh okay, okay, yeah, okay. But I think um, I think Mark would might get you on there talk about catfishing on his show. Yeah, uh, we can make that happen. I'm kind of booked out for like eight weeks now, but we can make something happen sooner or later. You're definitely on my short list, John. You always <laughs> have been. So trust me, I'm trying to fit all this stuff in. I might call on you a little sooner now that me and you got along so well. I might need you to come bail me out one of these weekends because that's how things happen in my life. Well, any, anytime you guys want to come down to South Carolina and fish, just hey, hit me up. I mean, oh, we'll, we'll make it same happen. here. You're you're ever near this godforsaken city of Chicago? You come visit me. <laughs> he, he I'll was, take care of you. Hey, I'm a Bears fan, so yeah. There I'm you go. There oh, you hey. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Bears fan, 100%. So. We'd like right. to thank everybody for watching Panfish Weekly tonight. We've enjoyed you guys in chat. We didn't get to visit with you too much, but we had so much information that we wanted John to share with us, and he's willing to do so, that we kind of overlook some of the things that we do in chat, but we'll be back next Monday, next Thursday night to talk about it right after James Dockery and Chad 
on the bait shop. Can I so, add one last thing before we let everybody go? Can make sure you ring that you turn on the bell notification because you oh, don't yeah. know when me and Lyle are going to be on tying jigs. You, That's one of the reasons know. why we did change it because we're going to start adding maybe some surprise content. We're also going to be doing some other types of content. So uh, stay tuned, people. Absolutely. They've got a lot of good things to come up, and we got some videos going to be happening this summer. So hang tight with us. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to have a really good show, and we hope that you guys enjoy what we're doing. Thank Thanks you all. Bye, everybody. Have a great night.